Now the Florida man claims that he is a victim after his Samsung Galaxy Note 7 caught fire. Take a look at the hole in this guy's shorts there. Uh, the Palm Beach man says he suffered second-degree burns when his Samsung Note 7 exploded in his pocket. It's Florida Man. Welcome to Tech Talk Today, episode 260. No, I am not Florida Man. My name is Chris. And I'm Angela. Hello, Angela. Yeah, this uh, Samsung Note recall continues to be one of the stories of the week. It's been going on for several weeks now. It's getting stretched out before iPhone launch and now post-iPhone launch. The federal government's involved now. Wow. And there's lots of reports. I think there's going to be some some lawsuits. It's going to be interesting to, uh, to read into that. A little more as we get more information, but we do have stories we have information on right now, and we have a panel that we've assembled to go through it. Time appropriate greetings, Mumbleroo. Time greetings. Hello, everybody. So this is an this is an article while we're talking about phones uh, over at Forbes. The iPhone Seven beat the Galaxy Note by being boring. <laughs> yeah, they argue that basically by just doing something everybody expected and just doing a well job. That, that's that's exactly what the market needed right now. And I guess in some ways you could argue that um, the iPhone 7 just does a better job of everything else you did before with the lack of a headphone jack. The Note 7 ended up with a 3,500 milliamp battery, which is kind of remarkable because the iPhone 7 Plus, like the big boy, only has a 2,900 milliamp capacity. Even though both are sourced from the same company, uh, it's hard to say why one blows up and the other doesn't. I mean, it's not like uh, Apple is using a Samsung battery in the iPhone, so it's not like there's a huge difference, but right. apparently just different parts, maybe maybe an older supply. I'm not sure what the difference is, but uh, I wondered why a lot of the uh, Apple commentators, like your John Grubers and um, uh, LoopInsight.com's, uh, um, I can't remember the main guy behind it, they usually will jump on Samsung like uh, like a dog on a piece of meat. They'll just go after Samsung, and they've remained pretty quiet and I suspect that one of the reasons is because this just as could have easily bitten the Apple iPhone, potentially. Oh, interesting. It could be something in their charger, maybe. Maybe it's something that's some of their own proprietary tech, or it could have been the fundamental battery technology, and Apple's using Samsung batteries. Yeah. They say they, they are. Anagogo says that, uh, yeah, yeah, if you open up the iPhone 7, it looks like it's a Samsung battery in there. I was just looking at the iFixit teardown. Um, and Agogo says that uh, the notes blowing up have third-party batteries. I don't believe that's true. It looks like they're Samsung batteries. Yeah, I thought the ones that blew up were the Samsung ones, and yeah. the Chinese manufacturer was the one that worked. Yeah, that seems to be that seems to be. And what, I thought yeah. Apple was using the Chinese one, but maybe that's the older phones and not the seven. And that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it might be. That might be possible. Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, the iPhone Seven overall? It seems to be a pretty pretty solid release for folks who like iPhones. Uh, I got the seven myself after running Nexus for a while, and I'm I'm. Very happy with. It. I just got the regular seven model, and um, what's just, the difference between the seven and the seven S? No, there's no S. There's seven, and seven plus. Oh, okay. iPhone sevens. Okay. Yeah, the, I read that yeah, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that is. Yeah, that is. That does make it look like it's the seven S. So there is. Well, there is one thing that people are reporting on, and this sometimes bites you when you buy the first batch of these things. Mm-hmm. Some iPhone sevens, all both the plus and the regular one, are hissing under high load, and it makes kind of an awful noise. I'll play a little. No. Yeah, that's what it makes, and I've heard that sound like before. an overheating laptop. I can tell you what that is. Wind. That's, no, listen to it right, right there. That's the that sound right there is the giveaway, right, right there. So the iPhone Seven, one of the one of the I think the best new features of the iPhone Seven is it has much louder speakers, mm-hmm. and I I suspect there's an electrical 
there's something next to the speaker, either a wire is ex- ah. a close, runs next to a wire or something in the something with the electrical and the wiring is too close together with these new louder speakers. And the louder you have your iPhone turned up, the louder that noise is. Right. And uh, it's probably something they could fix in the next couple of batches. Mine right. hasn't done it yet. Okay. And, well, that's good. And I, I did use the hell out of it yesterday. Oh, can I see your phone? I want to see the no head jack. Head oh, yeah, see what it looks like? Yeah. William, have you had this hissing on your uh, Internet 7? Haven't noticed it. Yeah, I think it just depends. I for also some... never have my sound on at all. I have the speakers completely muted. Though, yeah, I generally so do too. It's possible the DAC isn't actually outputting anything then. Yeah, that might be the way it works. And to save power, they might just totally turn it off. Um, yeah. People have suspected coil wine or other things, but uh, it. Uh, no, that doesn't sound like coil wine. Definitely I agree. sounds like a speaker. I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. too audible. Yeah, and it, and it's the new loudspeaker, so that seems to be one of the disadvantages of the new iPhone. So, what do you think of the no head? It's, uh, it's really sleek. It is sleek without yeah. the headphone jack, and it's definitely thinner. Yeah, definitely. It, it, could, it can't be that thin with a headphone jack. Well, uh, well yeah, you, you're coming from the SE too, which is a little thicker. Yours is a little thicker. Your face is a little thicker. Yeah, yeah that's true. I thought it was exactly the same thickness. It is, but it's but she has the really? SE. Yeah. I mean, I do have a case on mine. Yeah, if you take yours out of the case, it'll. But the SE, I think, is slightly thicker too. The SE is definitely thicker. Oh, no, fudge! <laughs> fudge! Compared to the six or the six S, it should be identical. Yeah, I think so. Although I haven't really held. Really? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, uh, I know okay. it feels pretty thin though, right? Yeah, see, it is thinner. Put it down. We're like, it's like when you have your kids stand next to each other. It's this damn close, but yeah, it's, yours is also, mine's tapered on the edges where yours is boxy. Yeah, mine is such a square. But that, see, but the thing is, is yours, is, but yours overall size is smaller than mine. Yeah. So that's, that's what you're going for, right? No, thickness is what I was talking about. I know, but you like the smaller screen I do. too. Yes, yeah. I do. I don't have long fingers. I already have a hard time with my SE. Yeah. So. But um, can we talk about the, while we're still on iPhone, the iOS 10 up, or the iOS Yeah, yeah sure. If you want to, yeah, yeah. My favorite features, I'm just going to highlight them. One, read receipts turning off for individual people. Mm, in messages. Super in messages. It's super important to me because there are people like, well, Chris, even though he doesn't message me anymore, except for today, <laughs> um, and my Jenny, like I want them to be able to see when I read their message. But other people, not so much. And then yeah. the other thing is they finally fixed the uh, – when they introduced live photos, you know, where it takes a video before and after the picture that you take. I've disabled that. I disabled that, yet when I go to take a picture... It mutes the audio. It mutes yeah. music. And yeah. there's there's two things that I do all the time. Take pictures and listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that it, that got fixed with iOS yeah. 10 update. It is a pretty solid update. Uh, we'll give a shout out to Bill G. He says, this is why I don't listen to this podcast. Not enough focus. Too much meandering. Well, Bill G, stay tuned to the end of the show because we have good news for you, my friend. You will be looking forward to our announcement at the end of the show. Uh, now I want to transition from our uh, general iPhone discussion to a story we focused on in the past. Speaking of focus, is the San Bernardino iPhone hack. Remember the FBI wanted to uh, get Apple to give them access to the iPhone so that way they yep. could get messages and whatnot right. from the San Bernardino um, shooter. And now they're being sued by news organizations for information on how they actually did that hack. That's not the interesting story, though. That, okay, maybe maybe, maybe the, the FBI will have to release the information as part of the lawsuit. Here's the juicy story of the week. Do you remember, back when this was a huge story, we all speculated on this show, couldn't the FBI just open up the iPhone pull out the NAND chip, mm-hmm. put it in a reader, and just get access to the file system and do yes. unlimited uh, attempts against the encryption uh, when, it's no, when you're no longer going through the iOS UI. Mm-hmm. You just bypass the entire iOS operating system. Why not you just remove it like you'd remove a hard drive from a PC? And the FBI never really gave us a valid answer on 
why that couldn't be done. Instead, they paid reportedly a million dollars for a crack to the 5C. Well, a University wow. of Cambridge senior research associate has laid to waste, according to the register, the FBI's assertions about the iPhone security by demonstrating a bypass by using a $100 mirroring rig. He built a working prototype demonstrating how NAND mirroring could work using off-the-shelf components for an updated, updated iPhone 5C, revealing a password in 24 hours. It's achieved by desoldering the NAND flash chip of a sample phone that he used to get physical action. He then connect to get physical access. He then connects it to a board. It does. He did have to reverse the proprietary bus protocol, but he told he said that that wasn't really that bad. He documented that process in a PDF, which is linked in this article. The process does not require any expensive or sophisticated equipment. All needed parts are low cost and were obtained from local electronic stores. By using the described and successful hardware mirroring process, it was possible to bypass the limit on the passcode and retry an unlimited amount of attempts. Wow. So the FBI's claim was BS. They didn't have to spend a million dollars. They didn't have to go after Apple. There didn't have to be that huge public debacle about the entire thing. The more we hear about it in the past, as time goes on, the more it feels like it was a contrived force situation. This, this, this researcher, and he also, by the way, contacted Apple offering to work with them because he thinks with slightly more sophisticated hardware, he could do it to a 6, iPhone mm-hmm. 6 as well. And he thinks he has ideas on improvements that Apple could do to their to soft. This from being able. To yeah, happen. he thinks it comes down to a bug in their flash memory wear leveling algorithm that they have developed that they have implemented in software. Mm. And if they made some tweaks there, they could prevent this attack. Hmm. But right now, the attack is totally possible. Jeez, could have saved four hundred dollars. Could have saved them nearly a million dollars. Yeah. Now let's talk about a new feature coming to Google Apps. Google Trips is a killer travel app for the modern tourist. I actually am really looking forward to trying this. It was just announced today, so this is sort of the headline announcement. I have not had a chance to play with it, but it's a free app which is available for Android and iOS. will organize your plane tickets and hotel reservations, offer editorial guides to more than 200 cities, and make personalized recommendations. Guess what? Based on everything they've observed about you. Yeah. Best of all, it works offline. You can download everything to your phone before you leave. That is brilliant. Yes. Right? Because, like, I went on a road trip last month and yeah. when you, no reception. As soon as you get to the passes, or before the passes, gone. Even, it's gone. Yep. Yeah, it really is. And it's like, wow, yeah, I should have, like, my car wanted me to turn around and go through Leavenworth. To, I mean, like, oh, yeah. it's like, no, I'm going this, yeah. I'm going yeah. north, not south. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. It's way worse when you're in a 40-foot long vehicle. <laughs> so oh, you I really, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper maps and downloaded maps are the, are the, <laughs> well, are the way to while go. you've been doing paper maps. Hadia does. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, like, she's, that doesn't sound like you. She's good at it, too. She's really good at it. Good at it, and uh, so it works well because I'll do. She'll, I mean, she'll. She what we'll do is we'll put it in the nav, and then she'll verify it against the paper sure. maps. Yeah, and that seems to be a good system. But that this is, yeah. this will be really nice for like doing a little research and getting yourself hyped up for your trip. That's what I'll really use it for. Well, no, and the first thing you do in a hotel is like, where's yeah. where's the thing that yeah. says what all the local restaurants are, and well, if the, they don't have one, yeah, then like. And the other thing is I've noticed is like um, leading up to a trip, I'll do all this research and all this stuff, but I don't always write it all down or note it all. And so to have a place to collect it all could be really nice. And one thing the Google Now system has been pretty good at is automatically detecting like flight emails. When I I reserve a flight, it puts all the information in a Now Mm -hmm. card, even what gate to go to and when the flight's been delayed. No, it does. Who did I fly out recently? I flew somebody and it it added it to my calendar automatically. Yeah, it does (laughs) all that. From my email. Yeah, because they read your inbox. Yep. And yeah, uh, for I mean, if you're already in the Google, if you're already in the Google ecosystem and you're liking that stuff, then you'll probably like this. If Google freaks you out, this is just a freakier thing Google's going to do. This is Ashley. 
She's going on a trip. A trip she started planning a while back. But right now, feels kind of rushed. Always. 11 hours later, this isn't her hotel. And with no Wi-Fi and no data, she's okay. Because Ashley already downloaded Google Trips. Because we've watched everything. So no Wi-Fi? No problem. We know it all. She has everything she needs to know about her vacation right here on her phone. Including how to find her hotel. That's more like it. And now that she's here, working out what to do doesn't need to be quite so... overwhelming. So you get the idea. Pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while we're on Google services, there's one other service that I think is Google's got the most competitive offering in the market, and that's Google Photos. And it just got a big update to D. To D? To D, everybody. Okay. To D. And it's, uh, it's called Concept Movies, and they've also improved the in-app sharing. The first concept movie is called They Grow Up So the Fast. Cr- the cr- what? They Grow Up So Fast. Oh. <laughs> and uh, here's a little concept movie of it. Hey, it's that song. It always pulls on your heartstrings. So it, it, what they're doing now is the concept movie, instead of it's going to look at the contents of a photo and it will string together a narrative and a timeline of a movie and build you a movie to music automatically. Not necessarily just based on location or faces anymore, but literally it's gonna, they're going to use their Google AI monster to have a better understanding of what's happening in the photos to generate you a movie. What's the point? Well, it's like you take all these photos with your camera phone, like hundreds and hundreds of photos, and maybe for out of every hundred, 20 are good. Yeah. So the idea is, well, you never go back through and go through those 20. So let Google do it for you automatically. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll surface and that for you. do what with it? I mean, the only thing I can think of is it's good for, like, to play at your funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, people do like those a year ago uh, in a moment, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. It does that kind of stuff, oh, too. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it, I do look at those, and every time they're always, like, not quite good enough. That one was not good. No, none of them are. I mean, it does it for me because I use Google Photos, and I'm yeah. always like, hmm. Well, anyway, right. I don't mean to, like, poo-poo that. No, I, yeah, I love my pictures, but I don't need a, a little video, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the video <laughs> you know, You're not a fan. All right. Okay. That's fair enough. I don't disagree because I think it's kind of a um, – feels kind of like a bolted-on feature. The primary thing I want is automatic backup. Super good search. Yeah. And it does that really well. Like I I, can, I think I've told you before, you can yeah. go in there and say, you know. Birthday cake. And, or hug or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. or Christmas, which is really nice. I really enjoy Logitech's peripherals and they are buying, I think it's called Saytech from Mad Cats for $13 million. Their current lineup includes uh, sp- space and flight simulator controllers, which are really badass, like the X56 Rhino, uh, which <laughs> is a, a hands-on throttle and stick, which is the one pictured here in the, in the article. Mm-hmm. And uh, Logitech will be will be increasing their their uh, repertoire, I guess, of a really cool peripheral. So it seems like a pretty good company getting a pretty good uh, set of hardware. I, I've never uh, bought from Madcast directly, but I have played over on people's computers that have it, and was really impressed. So I think, and I've, I have a lot of Logitech stuff here. Logitech, yeah. Logitech, Logitech, a lot of Logitech stuff here. Yep. So big fans of Logitech too. I thought I would give uh, a mention to that. And then this is a story that uh, maybe. Uh, Somebody out there could give me a little insight too, but it sounds a little controversial. Oh, geez. Valve has banned a game publisher after it has sued players that gave it a bad review on Steam. Now, since this article was written, Digital Homicide has updated its homepage with a lengthy response to Valve, 
So there's a Digital bunch of back and forth. Digital homicide is the game ban- that, yeah, that got banned. banned. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. banned. Yeah, yeah, What is is it like? Whose side are you on? Well, I I don't really take sides on these so much because yeah. uh, I know that I know that gamers can be an extremely passionate, angry group. <laughs> yeah. But I also know, but that's only a fringe of them. And I also sure. know that these companies can be prideful and dumb and blunt with their tools that they have available to them, and uh, that's also. The edge cases. Video game developer Digital Homicide, it would seem, is out to commit digital suicide, according right. to Motherboard. The studio already earned a bit of bad press earlier this year by slapping a game critic, uh, Jim Sterling, with a ridiculous $10 million lawsuit for posting a rude video review uh, of their game. That's what's wow. nuts, right? Uh, based on uh, legal documents posted on Google Docs, recently a YouTuber, Sid Alpha, um, by a, by a YouTube al- uh, Sid Alpha, digital homicide developer James Romy is now suing 100 users of Valve's Steam distribution platform for $18 million for the crime of leaving bad reviews. <laughs> That's crazy. So what, slander or what? Like, I would I imagine. Yeah. It's pretty bad, huh? And here's... Uh, there's, of course, now a bunch of YouTube videos on that. So yeah, right. That's how, of course, right? You, once you, it's the Streisand effect. Once you do this, it just blows up. And so Valve has said they stopped doing biz- business, business with Digital Homicide for being hostile Steam customers. That was according to the Valve VP of Marketing, Doug. <laughs> Doug. That's what his name is. That's what his name is. Doug. Digital Homicide Steam Group remains, though, and its users are taking to the comment section to express their fury. I, this thing sounds like a real train wreck. Anybody in the moment room have thoughts on this? I think Valve did good on here. I was actually going to highlight you and tell you, hey, J- uh, Jim Sterling ran into these guys, and when you're such, I, I don't even think AAA people have done this or AAA software developers, because when you're an indie, yeah, the limelight is not there as much, and you can do a lot of different things. But this is when one misstep is just going to put you into a world of hurt. And I think Valve just did the right thing for once on this. Yeah, I think they did too. I think I think this was that was just egregious. Uh, it was just it's good for Valve to step in and smack them around a little bit. All right, Andrews, brace yourself. Buckle okay. up. Are you okay. ready for Because it? it is our Kickstarter of the week. Now, I'm going to play this for you all. It's got, a, it's got a real good track so far. 703 backers. They wanted $75,000. They've got $129,000, and they're on their way to one hundred and thirty with 24 days left to go. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're doing great. This is going to be a tough one for our crowd because it's, it's one of these things that's almost ridiculous to pay for if you know how to set it up. But yeah. It's also one of those things where if you don't know how to set it up and you're vaguely familiar with terms, you could really use a product you could trust to just give you an easy way to do this. So that way you can look at your porn safely. Like me. Or Yeah, exactly. So this is called Better Spot, a VPN router for all devices and platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Todd Henderson of 109 Bakerfield Road. Browsing the web shouldn't feel like performing for an audience. Every time you access the internet, your data can be viewed and stolen by hackers. Your activity can be tracked and censored. And movies and games can be blocked by regional restrictions. Not with BetterSpot. BetterSpot encrypts your incoming and outgoing web activity, protecting you online. It gives you the freedom to access movies, live sports, and games without regional blackouts or restrictions, whether you're at home or traveling abroad. 
Connect BetterSpot to your router, and all your devices are protected simultaneously. The BetterSpot app allows you to switch from VPN mode to Tor Anonymity Network. You can also turn the VPN off to make BetterSpot work like a regular router. The app has easy-to-use controls to change the geographic location that you appear in so that you can unlock region-blocked content. BetterSpot gives freedom, privacy, and security to your internet-connected devices, keeping your web activity private the way it should be. So I, here's a couple of things I like about it before I get into what I don't like about it. I like that uh, it's giving consumers a really easy-to-understand, easy-to-manage option to protect against overly aggressive ISPs, coffee shops, etc. Here's what I don't like about it. I don't like that uh, that just means I have to trust their VPN service and wherever their right. VPN servers are and how they run those VPN servers and what they hand over to law enforcement. I have to trust they're going to do updates for a box for a long time because something that sits on the edge of my network needs to be secure. So or I have to know they're going to be around. on the edge of a table because yeah. this is a portable one. That's, yeah. It's about like what, three inches a, by three inches? You could use it both ways, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so they say that they have five years experience providing secure VPN services for more than 40 million users around the globe. So they were, they were a VPN services company first. Hmm. Uh, you can get in at 88 us dollars at the early price. There's only 11 left. And here's the funny thing. 88 us dollars right now is 115 Canadian. Wow. Holy crap. Let's go up to Canada and have a party. <laughs> we could be, geez Louise. Um, they say it's compatible with everything. And uh, they claim to be VPN experts. Mumble Room, anybody in there uh, have an uh, initial reaction? Meh. Meh. Seems to be more like a push to VPN, uh, uh, VPN device than anything else. What about protecting the users and giving them a way to uh, look at their PERN privately or uh, go to the online banking or do their Bitcoin transactions? Don't they need something? Well, yeah. Not this, though. Nobody has enthusiasm for this one. All right. I think I it's... Know, it yeah, good. I don't know. I just think that most attacks practically against your average user just phishing or something. Yeah, I agree. Right. going to help you in this case. I agree. This is not... I think that is probably the number one thing that bothered me about their pitch is that it's really a lot of scaremongering about a situation that most users don't have to deal with at home. And if you're really worried about the NSA or your ISP snooping on you and you're an average consumer, you've got a way bigger problems, way bigger problems. <laughs> and stuff is HTTPS now, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and, and really when you go to a coffee shop, most services, like you say, are HTTPS, and there are really easy-to-use services out there. So I'm going to say... Yeah. That's okay. It's time. It does we have tour support, though. I do like that. It, looks like. it was time that one didn't make it past. Uh, thank you, though, for submitting to the subreddit. It was a good. It was a good contender for us to chew on, and we've had a lot of wins for a while. So I think it was time. Mm -hmm. I uh, I did want to go out on a win, but that's okay. Bill G gets his wish. We will be – Bill G stopped by the IRC, you know, and he convinced me earlier. It's just a bad show. It's unfocused. We don't talk about anything. There's no links in the show notes. There's nothing. We should just end the show. So we're going to do it. This will be the last Tech Talk today for a while. Um, not actually because of Bill G, but because uh, User Air is launched and it has gotten a lot of incredible reception and it also takes a lot of work and I want to balance my workload carefully. So here's why that here's why we didn't really want to do this is because the only reason re, reason we really show up every Monday and record this show is as a, a thank you to our patrons, mm -hmm. um, and it if it, there's really nothing else that matters, 
But uh, I think really what our patrons want is us to focus on on things that are winning and focus on things that are our strengths. And I think user error is a is a really strong show. And I want to spend my Mondays working on that now for a while because I don't really have a spot to bring it in, a spot to slide it in. Now, I don't know if that means we'll end this show, though, because the show has gone on hiatus before mm-hmm. for a short period of time. So we may uh, dust it off depending on uh, the Patreon response and stuff like that. But my gut tells me they want us to focus on keeping things high, high quality and not and not overdoing it. So with this will also be a renaming of the Patreon page. Yes. Coming down the road, we'll give you a, we'll have a separate announcement about that. And if you uh, if you want to catch the next Tech Talk win or if we do one, just subscribe to one of our MP3 feeds. We won't be taking or, or any of the RSS feeds. We won't be taking those down. Um, there may be other shows that uh, make a reappearance down the road. We'll give you information about those too. So stay tuned to the Jupiter Signal account at Jupiter Signal. That's where we'll be making those announcements on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll also probably mention it some of the other shows wherever you catch this. But the intention is just to sort of double down and use that time. Really what I've been kind of sneaking in here and there wherever I can for user error and maybe actually carve out a little bit of time for it. Hopefully. What? What are you laughing oh, about? Bill G saying, thank God, finally now to eliminate the rest of Jupiter Broadcasting shows, then I'll purchase the company. Yeah, <laughs> His sure. master yeah. plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be. One, it just takes one troll. No, uh, it's not really. It's not really anything other than um, there's only so much time in the day, and uh, user error is is already has more um, sort of. Uh, I don't measure downloads at this point, but it has more subscriptions than uh, Tech Talk does, and that seems to be a pretty good sign. And I think we have ourselves a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, show there. And I don't like having one show kill another show. It's more like me just saying, yeah. I've learned myself well enough to know that uh, I can overdo it for a long period of time. And I, I, we're four episodes into user error now. And so we're a month into it. And it's like, okay, there's time. This is sticking and there's a time to make a trans- uh, transition. So uh, stay tuned to the feeds, though, for maybe future episodes. Because uh, really, if, if, if more time comes available in the day, the shows that we put on hold would just eventually start coming back if we had the time. Or get reborn into something new like a phoenix rising from the flame. <laughs> so for just a little bit longer, we can say patreon.com slash today. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get that to forward to the new one, and we don't know what the new... Uh, we have port- a couple ideas, but we're kicking them around still. Yeah, so... We like to be, you know, thoughtful when we do it. We still need your support. Yeah, in fact, uh, double down if you would, because uh, we've, got some, we've got some great ideas, but we need, as you can tell, we just... There's a few, there's a few pressure points right now, and one of them is my availability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to have like another host be able to sit in and do some of these shows that I can't do. Like, there's three sh- three shows right now I would bring back if we had another person in studio. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Sidebite uh, faux show, and it would. Either- right. So that doesn't work. Faux show has to be you and me. You think so? We have the chemistry That's and true. the history. Okay. All right. Well, so then here's here's okay. my other list. I still got my right. other list. All right. All right. All right. Sidebite. Plan, plan B. Plan B. Yeah. I see. You knew. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plan Plan B. And then. Probably either it would be uh, it would probably either be Tech Talk Today or you know bring that back mm-hmm. or a totally new show like something completely brand new whatever yeah. the person was passionate about. There's that's a huge thing. So it almost mm-hmm. feels like unrealistic to come on here and say like support us at Patreon so we can hire another person. But really, we would what we want to do is when we add staff, we'd love to be that audience supported because if we if we sort of arrange that payment via sponsorship payments, then we're kind of committed to always keeping a, that that load of sponsors on to maintain that mm-hmm. staff. Whereas if we go with a crowdfunded solution, we don't have to depend on this particular sponsor payment, which means we can be a little more like, for example, when we say, honestly, it's time to make a change here, we can do those kinds of hard decisions 
We can make kind of a hard break when we have to because we know it's best for the overall network and shows. And there's not that whole sponsor contract and agreement to worry about that might impact somebody's employment that would totally unravel all the other shows and all the production that person does. It's so much more straightforward when we're funded by the audience. And it gives us a runway to ramp up as you support us. Patreon.com slash today. You can come in and jump in at a a retro sponsor while it's still the Today page before we move it over to its new home. Mm -hmm. Get in. You could be a Patreon hipster. (laughs) Get in while it was still cool to support us today URL. Thank you, everybody, uh, for doing that. And also, uh, keep the lights on, if you'd like, over at techtalktoday.reddit.com. I'm going to miss you guys over there. You've been so good. It's so good. So nice. Uh, but do check out User Air if you haven't had a chance yet. Really great new show. Gotten a lot of good feedback on it. And uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's probably got some legs. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I encourage you to do so. Links for everything we talked about in the show notes today. And I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite commercials of all time because it's about one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a show I still watch today. I watch it with my kids. I could even foresee myself watching it all by myself sitting on the couch if I'm homesick. It's like my comfort food. It's like having a nice warm soup, chicken noodle soup when you're sick. It's a good show for the soul. It's a perfect show to wrap up 260 with. Thanks for being here. Hope to see you soon. Isn't this romantic? Uncle Scrooge and Company has a special message just for you. Surprise! All the DuckTales fun and excitement is even better when you share it with a friend. Ooh, this I like. So take it from your DuckTales pals, both old and new. I won't let you down. They've got good times and plenty of adventure waiting just for you. We're inseparable. On Disney's DuckTales. Tomorrow at 3.30 on the KCBA Kids Club.